Welcome to the Bay Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. You can find out more about us on our website at thebaychurch.co.uk. Yeah, so I get to speak to you um, about, well, the title is Resonating the Heart of God. Um, I think it's more for me, it's about taking on the heart of the Father. Um, and it's, it's, I think for me, it's... Um, probably one of the most important things in my life is the love of the Father and the Father. Um, it's probably the thing that's impacted me the most um, and um, changed my life the most, I would say. Um, it's the thing that brought me to, um, brought me to, to God, really, brought me to, to having a faith for 20 or so years. Um, I was brought up in a Baptist church and... Um, um, as a child, went and listened to all the sermons for 40 minutes, um, <laughs> sung the hymns, and um, it wasn't until I was 19 when I had a, a really a face-to-face with Jesus that I, I suddenly realised that it, it was real. Um, and um, I remember um, I was talking to Laura about this, and I remember the moment because you know, you go along to church with your parents because they tell you to go, um, and you're not old enough to look after yourself. Um, and, um, and I went to the youth group, and, and I started spending some time with some guys who are about, I don't know, five or seven years older than me, and they'd all come from the estate, um, non-churched, um, and they'd, they'd done the drugs and the alcohol and, and the women in Ibiza and had these encounters with Jesus. And I'd just been to church, and sung hymns and listened to boring sermons and I remember in my heart thinking I want a story like that and um, he was 19 when I had that encounter with Jesus and all I can say it was like he was face to face I never saw his face but it was like he was there completely surrounded and I've just had moments like that throughout my life. The last 20 years have been just moments of just encountering the Father's love, encountering Jesus, and encountering the Holy Spirit. And it sets something inside of me that's so deep that I, just, you can't, I can't really explain or grasp it. And every now and again, he'll just remind me of just what he's placed inside of my spirit. And it, I was, we were listening to um, the 20th anniversary of Toronto, Toronto is a massive part of our story, our life. Um, it was where I first encountered the Holy Spirit um, in a huge way at 15, 16. I then went over to, to Toronto when we were in our early 20s, and it's just been a huge part of our life. Um, and, and I'm a kind of person that's been there, done that, and move on. I don't tend to go back. It's not really part of my DNA um, or how I'm wired. Um, but, um, and so I thought we'd kind of been there and done that. I'd done Toronto. You know, we, we went twice. We, we spent a month there doing a the leader school. We spent five months doing a young people's school. And, and I left and I thought, well, that's it. And we were listening to YouTube because it was the 20th anniversary of the Toronto outpouring, I think. Um, and when I say listening to it, the kids were having tea and it was on. And, yeah. <laughs> and it, was like, it was like something just reignited inside of me that, that you, know, you remember what he's done for you. That there's something so deep there that you, 
you can't put anything on it. You can't put a word. You can't describe it. You just, you just have to experience it. Um, and, um, and I think my experience of being touched by God is that emotionally I was clammed up that when I was 19, it was almost, you know, I was broken. I was a mess. And he just came in and touched me. And it was like the starting point, but it didn't fix me instantly. And I don't think I'm fixed now, to be honest. I think I'm a fairly, I'm a, a, you know, still wounded, still got my wounds, still got my hurts, but I'm just a bit, bit better than I was 20 years ago. And, um, but I just think, you know, going from a point of being really clammed up, that he's just slowly melted me and melted me. And every time that, you know, it happens, it's just another layer going off. And, and my experience of it is it's, it's such a gentle process. You know, it's not, you, you know, it's just, it is, it's just every, you know, it's just, just, just gentle. It's never been condemning. It's never been, you know, it's just always been so loving and so gentle. And it's always been really, with my will involved as well. Um, you know, it's never been, it just has it. Um, but yet there is this clamming, and the way I described it was, it was like when you cut yourself and you put, and you, you know, if you put, if you get lemon juice or something in a cut and you get that sting. And that was my experience, that the Father's love would touch me and I just, it, was, it just hit something painful and, it would ju- and I would just clam up. And then I'd wonder why I couldn't receive from God and it's because I just clammed up and it's just been, and that's been the process for me, like slowly over and over years, just, you know, just allowing clamming and then being touched by God's love and then clamming again. And it's just got less and less, the clamming. Um, and, it's, and I've just become, I guess my heart has become softer as the process has gone on. Um, but there was, um, I just want to read, this is, I want to read from Matthew um, it's really. I was reading this to Felix the other night, not from the Bible, but from his um, little book. He's just under two, um, and it's it's the it's the person that finds a, a pearl in a field and sells everything um, for it. And and it, it and, and it's in Matthew thirteen. It's forty four to forty six. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. And, and I've just had these moments that where you know, the, the Jesus or the Father, the Holy Spirit touched me, and I would sell everything. You know, and it's and I, I joke sometimes to Alan, I'm going to sell my house, and and he says, "Stop it, go and speak to your wife." <laughs> um, but on on a more serious note, you know that for me, a moments like that, they are just they're just so valuable. You know, it is like you're in heaven. Heaven has touched my heart, and I'll never be the same again. Um, and um, so for me, this message of that father heart, it's just, I don't know where I'd be without it. It's just so foundational to who I am. And I think it's so foundational to 
to, to the church. I, I sometimes get the impression that the Father Heart message can be a bit like a, a phase that we've gone through, that it's a been there, done that, and, and, and now we need to go and work. And, and the message really is that there is no striving. There is nothing we can do about it. And, and I find that the, the, the performance um, mindset is so strong in, in me, in our culture, that you know, even in worship, we need to sing more to get into the presence of God, or, or we need to, you know, we need to pray more, or, you know, I didn't, and it's so subtle, and it is, I mean, I'm saying it like it's really kind of black and white, but, you know, it can just, it just slips into, into how you think, you know, and it's, you know, it's an area which is such a lie that, you know, I haven't, you know, I think in my worst moments that God has touched my life, when, when my thoughts and, you know, it's just been, just been horrible. You know, there's been no good thought in my head. It's just been horrible. I've just been hurting. And it's in those moments where he comes. It's not necessarily when I've been, I've had a great holy week and I've been, you know, singing my heart out at worship in church because, you know, but it's more been when I've been, when I've needed it, when I've been really hurting that he's come and met me. Um... But one of the questions that um, I was thinking about when I was preparing was really is what's the condition of my heart and how has it been this week? Um, you know, how is your heart doing is my question to you guys. You know, are you, you, know, are you hurting? Are you worried? Are you fearful? Are there disappointments in your heart that you're carrying? Um, or are you full of joy? Are you excited? Um, full of love um, and I really want to challenge you and me and just to think you know how is our heart doing you know because I guess that's that's what God's really interested in he's interested in our hearts um, and um, I, I read this um, I read this great quote from um, I like sport and I was reading a quote and it was from um, the F1 Mercedes um, leader um, or the guy that heads up the Mercedes, um, is it Toto Wolf? And he says, you know, the thing that keeps driving them is that the pain of losing is greater than the joy of winning. And I sometimes, I sometimes, yeah, I, I sometimes feel that, you know, things, we have painful moments in our life and they really hurt. And, and they're there to cause us to change, they're to cause us to go to Jesus with them just so that we don't keep repeating that same painful process. Um, and, but sometimes you can feel like all you're doing is hitting problem after problem, pain after pain. And, and um, I guess that's the thing that, kind of, that I'd encourage you to do, is to take those situations to Jesus, take them to the Father and say, my heart is hurting. I'm really struggling with this. Sometimes you don't even know why it's hurting. You don't really know what the trigger was, but you just know that it's all yucky inside. You know, and... Because um, I, I, guess, I guess the reason what the pattern that I've, I've noticed that can occur in me and, and maybe others is that you have a, a really negative experience or something really hurts and you just shut down. Um, and really you not only shut down the negative emotions, but you shut down all the positive ones as well. And, and, and your, your, heart, your heart just becomes hardened. And then it becomes really hard 
you know, to, to receive from the Father because it's just, you know, a soft ground is, is just, a soft heart is just so much easier for him to work with. And I, and I think that's a lot of the time where I struggle. I'm not meeting God. I'm not experiencing God. What's wrong? It's because my heart, is, my heart has just become hardened because I've, I've shut it down and I haven't allowed anybody in. Um, So yeah, it's just yeah, just to just to be really aware of of your heart and its condition, and and, and to and to to work at it. I, I, lots, you know, it, it's almost like a if you're into gardening, it would be like you know tending tending to the weeds, and it's your heart is a garden, tend to its weeds. Um, if you're not a gardener and you like cars, then it's like regular maintenance it needs topping up with oil every now and again. Um, and the other thing I guess I felt when I was looking at this was in terms of just approaching the whole area of the father heart, the heart, and, and, and is that emotions, I think, for me, have really been, they're not, they're quite banished from church in a way. We don't really talk about our emotions, we don't demonstrate our emotions, we don't, and, and I really felt that, um, you know, a lot of the things I pick up is that you can't trust your emotions is one saying. That, you know, you're just being over-emotional or emotionalism is, is a bad thing in terms of connecting with God. And um, I really feel that we've killed off something which is really vital in our humanity when we, when we, when we cut off our emotions. Um, I kind of feel like it, it, it's a gift from God and it's a gift of how to access heaven is that you know he touches our hearts he touches our emotions and and if we if we clam up if we whatever you want to call it if we harden our hearts we're just blocking an access to heaven to hearing from the father um and um and i just think we need to take back the ground of our hearts and our emotions that you know it's been it's been lost by a large extent and um yeah, and I just feel that, you know, heaven wants it as well. It's not just a case of, you know, that it's, it's, I just feel that, you know, it's on his heart for us to be emotional with him, you know, to be emotionally present with, with God. Um, um, and I, I guess I, I touched on this a little bit, but I think sometimes there's a fear of opening up our emotions. Um, it's almost like a fear of opening a pressurized can. You're not sure what's going to come out. Um, but my experience, as I said before, is that it's been, it's been at my pace. It's been at a gentle pace. It has never been, you know, you know like it just has not been a huge, um, you know, everything comes out. My worst, you know, emotions and, you know, things have all suddenly come out. It's taken years and it really has been a process for me. Um, and I also think I've got a long way to go. Um, um, yeah, he's never shown me anger or frustration. He's been he's patiently waited and waited and waited for me to cry out to him, um, and a, a father that brings release from my hurts, who ministers to my heart, a father who deeply cares for my heart and my well-being. Um, and I'd also, I guess, the other thing is that there's still a fear inside of me. You know, that it doesn't hasn't evaporated. You know what what. You know that it's a painful process, 
to, to some extent, you know, and what, but, and that image of a father with a big stick is still, it's still there, you know, but slowly over time it gets less and less because the experiences are positive after positive after positive. Uh, and I, I guess our, our experience of earthly fathers and mothers and, and, and teachers and people that we would look up to and how they've treated us has a huge effect on our hearts. You know, John Arnott says, you know, the heart is a, is a slow learner. Um, and that really, really struck me. Um, you know, and I, for me, I almost see, you know, the Israelites, they didn't want to go up the mountain to meet God. They wanted Moses to go up and have the um, interaction and he could come back and tell them. This is an area where you've got to do the business. You know, the pastor can't, can't go up and minister to you, otherwise you'll be up here every week and, and he'll get fed up. <laughs> Um, but, but no, it is, it's something that we need to take responsibility for. We need to take ownership of how we feel. Um, and in those moments, you know, what's going on? I think a lot of the time we want to blame the person that's caused the reaction in us. Um, we want to blame the boss that didn't give us a pay rise or promoted somebody else. Um, you know, we don't want to say, well, why am I feeling that hurt? Why am I feeling that rejection? You know, what's the root? Um, and praying over that, um, you know, why am I feeling scared in this moment? Um, and um, and that's the hard work. That's the kind of that's the process of, you know, what's God doing? Why is He, you know, what's He healing? What, what's you know, what's the issue that I need to repent of? Um, really, from feeling like that I've always been rejected, you know. So you know, whenever this comes up, I just feel rejected, you know, and just it's it's almost like. I guess it's a sozo thing in some ways, but it's also, you know, it's just you and God sometimes, and and, and you with a you with a friend, you know, just journaling, you know, why why have I why have I reacted this way at work today, Father, you know, what is it that is causing me to do this, and just to recognise patterns in your life as well, you know, it's really important I think to recognise emotional patterns that you that keep going round and round and round. It's a good indicator that there's something in your heart that that needs to be needs to change that needs healed um and that god will will come and heal it he will come and change it and and i would say if you need help with it go and ask somebody you know ask somebody that doesn't struggle with the same issue than you otherwise it's just a big wingathon you know <laughs> um so i guess that you know that's a part for the body really the church body to play is that you know is to is to support each other in our you know it in the issues of our heart, um, really. Um, um, and I guess, you know, for me, this is a soft heart is a huge key in the ki- for the kingdom. You know, um, the, the Father wants us to have soft hearts. Um, yeah. And, um, and I just think we're all made in the image of God. We're all made emotionally. We are, you know, the, there's, there's no excuses. Um, for not being emotionally present. Um, We are just, you know, God is love. It's the greatest emotion of all, and we're made in his image. You know, emotions are such an important part of how we are, how we function. Um, um, I mean, I I guess for some of us, it's, we just need to know, we need to get on that journey of remembering how to feel. Um, And for others, you know, it's, we're just a bit further along the way, but, you know, I, 
I just don't think there's any comparisons in the kingdom of heaven that we don't compare ourselves to each other. We all start at different points in life. We've all, some, of, some of us have had good starts and some of us have had bad starts. And where you are along that journey, there's just no comparisons. The only comparison is to Jesus. Um, and we all fall well short. Um, I, um, I recently was sent um, away with work um, and um, um, I was out, out to Holland. I got the ferry. I got the ferry back. And um, but going out there, you're you're in an offshore environment, which is is like going back to the school play, playing ground at 15. You know, it's just a bunch of lads, you know, with mobile phones and you know, and all that kind of um, you know stuff. And and I came away thinking, you know, I feel quite holy, you know, in comparison. <laughs> Thought my halo shone fairly bright, <laughs> and then um, yeah, and then I looked at Jesus and I thought, mm. <laughs> got a little ways to go. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess I don't really have a great step by step guide on on how to keep your heart soft. It's just allowing the Holy Spirit, allowing the Father, and allowing Jesus to impact your hearts, um, and. Um, and just trusting them to lead you um, would be my my kind of advice in that way. And also just, I guess, seeing Jesus in everything. Just seeing the Father in everything. Just opening, trying to open your eyes and your and your hearts just so that he's, he's in everything. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and I guess he wants, he wants us to lead us into truth. He wants our hearts to be led into truth. That you know, He really wants to reveal his truth in our heart and birth something in our hearts rather than um, it just being a head knowledge that you know, our hearts become free and that ultimately we function f- from our hearts, that we make decisions based on our hearts, um, not our heads. Uh, I was away and... Um, and with, in, you know, in, in, in the States about a year ago, Melissa said something. If you want to know how much of the love of Jesus you have in you, um, you find out when your two-year-old is having a tantrum on a supermarket floor <laughs> and how much you love them right there. I had, a, I had one of these moments this week. It was half term and I was off. And uh, we'd been doing the house up and I just painted the wall. So on Wednesday, I painted the wall. It looked lovely. On Friday, she'd scribbled all over it. <laughs> So, um, yeah. <laughs> and the other thing that like, really bugs me about the kids, right? you tell them, don't stand on the chair, don't stand on the table, you're going to hurt yourself. So, of course, then they hurt themselves. Right? And I'm not very good at this, I have to admit, I'm just like, oh, for goodness sake. And Lara's like, no, you need to pick them up and give them a hug. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a little way to go. <laughs> but the other, I guess, one of the other things I, I guess, something I've found in this whole process that I've gone through is that um, that life circumstances have really been a trigger for me. That, that sometimes when I'm really squeezed, uh, uh, you know, in, in my life, that, that at that moment, that's when Jesus comes in and touches my heart and, and brings healing. And I, I was reading The Prodigal, and the thing that struck me was that it was famine that caused the son to return. It was the crisis that caused and sometimes circumstances that we face we can either respond i guess in anger at the at the circumstance 
or we can re- or we can respond and run to Jesus. And, and my encouragement really is to use, if when life is squeezing you, it's to return to Jesus. It, it's to, you know, um, not to blame the circumstances, but sometimes God will use those circumstances for, um, you know, to bring healing into your heart. Um, um, and I, I went away about a year ago now, um, or just under, and um, it was, a, a, I was away for a week, um, and I went to America, and it was, I went to the house's place, and it was a retreat. Um, and throughout that week, um, God just reminded me of every single moment that I'd had with him. He reminded me of, you know, when I was 19 and met, and met Jesus. He, met, he reminded me of, you know, when I met Lara and just, you know, the, the, just, these, these, just, just these key moments and, and the experiences that we had in Toronto as well. He just reminded me of that. He reminded me of all the moments he poured love into my life. And, and, and you know, and I guess, and moving up here from, we moved up here from Plymouth about 13 or 14 years ago. Um, and, and I guess that was, you know, another, um, you know, just little pivotal moment in our lives and something that, you know, that we walked with Jesus. We walked with the Father in that whole process. Um, and, you know, and our faith just increased enormously as he opened up doors for us, you know. Um, um, and coming here was what a huge blessing to us, you know, a huge, you know, a huge thing for us as well, the jobs and the house. And the house, we were in the estate agent and the Holy Spirit said, that's your house. So we bought it, you know, it was, it's a great way to buy a house. <laughs> um, but just think, you know, and, and I guess as I was away for that week, it was just all of these moments that he just reminded me of. And the thing I came away, come away with, that he remembers, he remembers our journey, you know. He remembers those moments, um, even when we forget them. Even when our heart drifts away from, from his, he remembers. And, and he remembers because he was there with us. Um, he was there in those moments. It, it, um, you know, they're not recounted stories for him. They're not something he's read in a book. But he knows, he knows us and he knows those moments. And he knows the choices we made and the desires of our hearts as well. Um, Yeah, and and I guess he, the other thing is he, he just never gives up. He's always waiting for us. Even if we drift, he's always there waiting for us to to return. And and I guess part of part of me, the message for me this morning is the story of the prodigal. It is returning our hearts to be emotionally present with the Father. Um, I think sometimes we look at the prodigal and we just see this huge sin. And then we see this huge return. But for me, the returning is, is a daily, weekly, whatever it needs to be, process that we return our hearts to his. Um, um, yeah, I just, I mean, I do, I, I find that it's incredible that in my lowest moment, when I feel like everybody has left me, even in my sin, he's always there. Even when I reek of anger, hurt, frustration, and every, everything inside me feels horrible. No thought in my head is good. My attitude stinks. And I just want to be alone. But he covers, and, and when I'm covered in sin, like fig leaves, he is there just waiting for me to return. Um, 
that he's patient beyond anything we could, I could imagine. And I, I felt like that when we have these moments that they just, a bit like Paul and his angry birds and the blankets, that, um, that these things just cover our hearts. But Jesus doesn't look at those, the things that cover our hearts. He looks at the core of our hearts and who we are. Uh, and I guess that's just how I see it, is that the, the, the things which are... And they do, they make, for me, they, they, can, they can seem filthy, like my heart is dirty um, in those moments. But Jesus comes and he just cleans it away. Um, and I touched on this, this slightly um, with the, you know, the, the pearl, um, is, is that there's just such value in, in those moments with God, within the presence of God, and that I never want to water down what the presence of God really is. And for me, it's those moments where I'm like I'm in heaven. Um, you know, that for me is the presence of God. And I know we have, there's, I guess there's this, there's a, there's a lovely peace, and, but for me, there's just it's those moments that I long for, that just I'm so engaged with the Father. Um, and that that's the thing that's changed my life just radically is just that, just that the power of the presence of God, of the love. Um, and really it's the cornerstone of my life. It's the place that I go to in my hour of great need. When I'm really hurting, it's, it's that where I go to. It might take me a while to get there because I try and figure everything out for myself. I'm an engineer. I'm allowed to do it. But, you know, you know really that's the place that I go to when life really sucks. Um, and I, I guess that's what I'd really in, encourage people to press into is is to experience that for yourself. That it's not it's it's for everybody. It's a free gift um, that he wants you know to engage our hearts, and he wants to he wants to have a people, a bride that's got whole hearts. Um, so. Um, and I guess it, it's for me, I just come alive when God touches my heart, when I see him touching other people's heart. There's just something in me that just makes the gospel alive. It was like when, um, was it Evelyn that came, the messy church lady, ever. E- ever. But she, you know, you know, she was touched and there was just something, it just, for me, Jesus comes alive when, when my heart is touched, when I see other people's hearts being touched. Um, Um, and I'll read you another scripture because um, uh, it's kind of I have this fascination with this scripture and I, I think I hadn't really realised until um, really I was preparing why I had this fascination with it um, but it's from 1 John and it's, it's 1 and it's uh, that which was from the beginning which we have heard which we have seen with our eyes which we have looked at and our hands have touched. This we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared. We have seen it. We testify to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. And for me, um, I would say that he, I've met Jesus. He has appeared to me. Um, 
and I proclaim to you that he is good. I have seen with my eyes of my heart. I have touched. He has touched me. I have felt him. My life will never be the same. My life was and is changed forever. And, and, I, and I guess it's that, you know, I, I guess I have met Jesus and that's, that's what it's about for me. So, um, yeah. And I guess taking on the heart of the Father is it's all of that, but it's more. It's, it's also about ministering to um, each other, how Jesus ministers to us. Um, um, we, uh, we met this lovely couple in, in Toronto, and we went to stay with them. Um, for a weekend, and we hired this car. It was rent a wreck. It was a, a complete banger, and um, they took us to the beach, um, which was really nice. And it was about an hour's drive there and an hour's back. And we got back to their house for some food, and I was like, "Where's the car key?" Oh, and you know, you have that sinking feeling, you know. And um, we've got. They were a prophetic couple, actually. So we'd gone to speak. You know, we'd gone to the house of the. Prof- prophets and um and i was like oh no i've lost the key i've never ever lost a key in my life but i lost this key and i and uh, and i mentioned and they were like oh they could see that something was up you know where's the key i said i'm not sure um and um the lady was more interested or more concerned that i wasn't beating myself up and she just put her arms around me looked me straight in the eye and just said it's not your fault you know don't worry about it honey it's not your fault a husband, you know, stuck us in the car. She packed up some, uh, uh, you know, packed lunch that was going to be our dinner. And off we went to the beach to look for the key. We didn't find it. Um, and, um, but we came back um, and you guys sat down, Lard sat down with um, Isabel and watched a film or something and had the food. And, you know, it, they demonstrated Jesus. They demonstrated the love of God. Um, and really carrying the Father's heart is about demonstrating what we've received to each other. Um, and, and I guess it goes a bit back to when Elsie's having a big tantrum, how much of Jesus, how much love is inside of me. I mean, it's about demonstrating the love that Jesus has shown, shown me because it was, um, you know, those moments that we had with that couple and losing the key, they stuck with me for the rest of my life because it was how they responded. And it was no judgment, there was no harsh words. There was just, Ivan practically getting in the car and going looking for it and, and Isabel just checking my heart and and it was when Henrik was um Henrik or you, Laura was pregnant with Henrik and we had quite you know there was a few bits of bother with it um with the pregnancy and lots of medical things going on and it was just quite tough and and it was just it was just grinding away at us and grinding away at us and I remember you know really struggling with it and in the moment I saw the face of Isabel and she just said to me I'm so proud of you. And it was like Jesus was saying to me, I'm so proud of you. And it was like, it's amazing that, that you know, how somebody treated me and how they were, it just reflected Jesus. So that when I was in a crisis and I really needed to hear the voice of Jesus, that that was what the Holy Spirit used to trigger, to trigger that. And, and, and that for me is just the importance of, 
of loving each other, loving each other like Jesus loves us. Um, you know, with no condemnation, no judgments, um, just helping each other, serving each other. You know, that, that for me is carrying the heart of the Father. Is, is just, it's just loving. It's just loving and going beyond, you know. It's just, you know, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would say, how's your heart? And check your heart. And, um, um, yeah, and, and just return, return to Jesus. Return to the love of the Father. Wonderfully articulated, David. Thank you. One of our greatest freedoms is how we respond or react to something, especially something like that that David has brought. How, what do we do with that now? What do we do with it? And the answer often, if not always, is as David says, return to the Father. Go to the Father. So I'm going to invite David back. He's going to pray for us and bless us. How do we demonstrate what the Father has given us? How do we model that? How do we release that? Because you don't have to be a dad to step into the Father's blessing or to receive from the Father or his kids. So I'm going to invite the worship band. And David's going to lead us. Feel free to sit, kneel, stand. I always love to stand up if I'm responding to something, but there's no pressure to do that. David. Father, I just want to thank you for calling my name. I want to thank you for for meeting me over and over again, that you're continually calling me back into your presence. You're continually reaffirming my sonship. And I just want to thank you that, that I have this hope inside of me that you'll never leave me, that you'll always be there in my worst hour, no matter what I've done, no matter how far I've wandered from you, that you're always there smiling over me, just waiting for me to return. Father, I just want to release your heart just to minister to our hearts. Father, would you call our hearts back to your hearts? Would you reaffirm the connection between your heart and our hearts would you would you just bind us into your into your kingdom and we just invite your holy spirit just to just to to draw us into your truth to draw us closer and closer to you and would you help us just to love each other like you love us Would you help us just to forgive where we need to forgive? Would you help us to forgive ourselves? Would you just show us your smile over our lives? That your gaze is never, never off us, that you're always smiling over us.
And I just pray for your, your cleansing, Jesus, that you would cleanse our hearts. You'd wash us clean. You'd wipe away the dirt and the grime. And you'd just set us free. You'd set our hearts free. You'd set our hearts on fire for you, Jesus.